0: Our scripture reading this morning is from John chapter 15. And we'll read verses 1 through 17 where Jesus is speaking and he calls us to remain in him. So John 15, 1 through 17. The word of the Lord. I am the true vine. Unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given for you. This is, my fa- this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this So that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because servants do not know their master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, As we reflect on this passage, let's ask for the Spirit's leading. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, a word that speaks of itself into our hearts. Even as we read it, listen to it, Lord, just this word that you spoke, you speak to our hearts. And now, too, as we meditate on it, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer, in Jesus' name. Amen. People of God, we are on a renewal journey. We as a church have started out reflecting on how how we would be renewed as a church and in faith. And two weeks ago, we had a prayer time, especially offering prayer, calling on the Spirit to guide us and lead us in really uh, thinking and and working through what, what we could be, what God would have us be as a church, building on the good things that are here, taking opportunity to continue to minister effectively here. Last Sunday, we looked at the words of Jesus in Matthew 9, where he reminds us of the urgency of our work, that he calls us, to be his servants here. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And so we were reminded too how God calls us to be agents of of change, to bring faith, to bring hope, to be that word, that life of Christ to those around us. So we have that understanding. God calls us to renewed, refreshed relationship with him. This morning, we want to just look at how we build up even ourselves for the work that needs to be done. And and I'd like to just use the actual example of this church building. Now this church building was built solidly years ago. Mr. Stoll, he he designed it and we have the pictures in the basement even of the design when this, this building was built. He drew it all out and and in in just thinking of the four walls here how how this building was framed up solid i don't know uh, i think gerald keitel were you here too when when it was built yes and look it's still solid standing the walls beautiful straight solid so so when these bu- walls were built they, they were framed up. You can't see the framing now. You can't see the two-by-fours and the beams and things. But it was, it was built solid. And so, so we want just, to just reflect and, and in our own faith life have that framework solidly in place. And that's part of just just a renewing of of God in us, to have that solid framework of who we are in Christ and what God wants us to do as a church. And so we're going to be looking at four things in the next number of weeks, and it's really the four walls I'd like to use as as kind of an analogy. And the first wall is is Jesus. Jesus is at the center, Remain in Christ, and we're going to look at that today. And so we have at the center, too, the cross. We have the, the reality, too. All that we do, all that we focus on, even the church's uh, architecture, the design, we focus on Christ, and that's central, and that, that has to continue to be central in our hearts and lives, and just to, to be renewed in that commitment to Christ. Then, then if we would take this wall, we would say the, the vision of why we are here as a church so so why do we actually come why why do we actually read the word why do we reflect on on things in prayer why do we uh encourage one another what what is the reason what is the vision for us being here and so this wall has some windows we have the vision of of looking out to our community we have the vision of of people looking in and they should be able to see in us too christ and and we are here and if if we weren't here they should miss us we are a vital part the vision of what god is doing here through his church and then if we take the back wall uh even with the stairs and the balcony the, the sense of of some are called to lead and so we're going to reflect on leadership and, and, as a church, too, God calls people to lead and and so He calls each of us to reflect on where we would be part of the leadership and then And then you just have to stand a little above and you you give leadership and that 's a real part of the church and then this wall would be the final would be the congregation, the healthy congregation, so you have the leadership, and then the people of the congregation want to be a healthy church want to be strong just as, as a church, as a fellowship. And so we have Christ and the vision of being church and the leadership in the church and the congregation. Four essential elements of just, just seeing again how, how that, that framework, the central strong underlying understanding of who we are and what we are doing, that we renew ourselves in that as Christ leads us and guides us. So so the renewal work of reflecting, understanding fully of who we are as a church. God's word this morning from John 15 guides us in that first understanding when Jesus says, remain in me. So that's, that's this central framework. We have to remain Solidly, clearly, truly in Jesus. That's the heart of what we are called to be as Christians and as church. Let me just give you the context of Jesus saying these words. Jesus in John 15 is actually sitting with his disciples at the Last Supper. In the Gospel of John, the, the account of Jesus' life and, and work is a little shorter than the other Gospels. And by chapter 13, Jesus is with his disciples and they are in the upper room and he's washed their feet. He has demonstrated his love in John 13. He has, he has showed that, that humble leadership. And then in John 14, he shares with them the fact that he is going away, but that the Holy Spirit is coming. And so they are thinking and wondering about that. And then in chapter 15, he focuses in on the reality that they need to remain in him, that he remains the center of their work and ministry, and that as they go out now, they will go out in His name. Then then, very comfortingly, he takes this example of the vine and the branches. And they would know that. They, in that time, people had vines, grew vines. And, and, and if you've been in a vineyard, then you recognize, too, that, that I am the vine, you are the branches. The, when, when he says, I am the vine, the, the stem of the vine, the trunk, that, that stays. Like if you grow grapes, too, you, you, the, the main the main stem stays. And every year, branches grow off of that. And so so Jesus is that solid center. He stays. And through the winter, if you go through wine regions, you'll see fields and and all of the the stems, the trunks, are there. And then in the spring, the branches grow out again. And so we are the branches. But as a branch grows out, it can break off at times. If you've seen some uh, grapevines, those branches are long. But if they remain in the vine, they remain tied to their life, their strength, their hope, and they bear fruit. In a way, for us, looking at this image, that that central trunk, I I remember I I was in a vineyard once and they said, too, the trunks were, were like 100 years old. Well, for us, for us, the, the trunk as Christians is 2,000 years old. That's, that's Jesus. He's, he's the trunk. He's the solid center. He's the vine. And out of that, we are the branches. Jesus has stood through all the centuries doing his work, and we now are part of that work here and now, called to bear fruit as we remain in him. So that's the picture he shares with them too and encouraging for us as well. Continue to remain in Christ. John 15 verse 1 gives the reason why, why we need to remain in Christ. And the reason is when Jesus says, I am the true vine. When Jesus says that, they are not thinking of the vine anymore. They are thinking of the I am. And when they, Jesus is saying, well, I am like that vine, but actually deep down, deep down in your heart and soul, you have to know that, that I am. And, and if you're familiar with the biblical, in John, there are several I am passages. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. And when Jesus says that, when he says I am, the, the word in Greek, I me, is, is just I am. I'm going to the store. I'm not feeling well. But when you add ego, I me, ego is, is emphatic. Ego is, is I really am. I really am God is what he's saying. And the people understood that. Because in Exodus 3, God calls Moses to lead. And Moses says to God, what's your name? And God says, I am Jehovah. I am who I am. And the people always knew of God. They hardly said his name because it was sacred. And yet they knew that God was the great I am. And Jesus comes. And he is emph- emphatic. I am God, and your hope, your life, has to be in me. So that's that's underlying the call to remain in Jesus. That's the solid center of the Christian faith. We proclaim Jesus is true God, and that's that's. That's completely unnegotiable. That is what we believe. That's what we confess in our Athanasian Creed in the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 6, Jesus, true God and man. He is worthy of all our praise. He is the Savior of the world. He is the Son of God who is fully divine. And so that's that's why we want to remain in Him. He is the God who saves, the God who guides. We want to follow him. We want to know what he thinks and says and does. He needs to be a priority in our lives on Sunday and all through the week. That's the call that is made here in John chapter 15 as Jesus presents himself as the true vine. Then the question becomes, once, once you, you see that in, in your heart, in your soul, how do I do that? And there are five things uh, mentioned in his uh, as Jesus goes on to explain how that works itself out. And the first thing is verse 7 that we want to pick up on. If you remain in me and my words remain in you. So to begin with, to, to remain in Christ, is to have his words remain in us. So verse 7-2, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. So to be in the word is to remain in Christ. And so in terms of, of being part of Christ, that word has to be central. Now in the renewal process, as we go forward, we are going to also join as a church in, in reflecting on God's word. And so in your mailbox, maybe you saw it already, otherwise it's in there, there's extra ones on the table. This is a reading guide for the book of Acts. And our church hasn't done this so much. We've done this once in a while with different themes, but many churches do have things like this regularly where we as a church commit to read together The book of Acts. And through that, as we do that, it's laid out a chapter, five chapters a week. And then there are directed questions. And I just want to highlight for those, uh, a few of those. If we read Acts chapter 2, how is our church in relation to the church described there? So you read through Acts chapter 2, and then, and then just reflect. How is our church, actually, as the, the church began, and how it was ministering? How does that, let the word of Christ speak to you? And then chapter 4, how does Peter's words in Acts 4, as he presents the gospel to people who were outside the faith? How do we do that? And then in in Acts chapter 6, where where deacons are are first of all uh, installed, how can our church identify opportunities, train leaders, and involve people in ministry and mission? So, So as we read that we also reflect on how renewal can work in our church. So that we let the word, if my word remains in you, then you are remaining in me, Jesus says. So let me speak my word into you. And we do it in the Sundays, of course, with the preaching. But also through the week, that the word of God speaks to you as you reflect too on what it is to be church, part of this church what God would have us do as a church. So that's, that's a very practical application. At the end, this is a, a, a six-week outline, but at the bottom of the page, it says, too, that, that we would, would reflect together in relation to this. And if some things strike you, that, that you talk to me or others as well in terms of, hey, I was reading it, and, and it really struck me. And that we can let the, let the Spirit work through the Word. So that is, in terms of what are we doing in the renewal process, well, this is what we're doing. So this is kind of the next step, that we let God, Jesus, speak into us as we seek to remain in Him. The second thing he says, and his Word guides us in this too, is, is that we would be truly obedient to Jesus. Jesus. And so, verse 10, radical obedience. If you obey my commandments, you will remain in my love. And that's, that's a picture going back to the Old Testament already, too. And I like the example from Joshua, where God said to the people, as they're entering the promised land, they sa- he said, too, you just go in, you walk around that city of Jericho, and, and I'll give it to you. And they obeyed. And you would think, too, wow, radical, radical obedience. They did what God said, and, and he made a way for them. And then, then the real contrast is when Achan in Joshua 7 is disobedient. And just, if you remember the story, Achan takes some money and, and some clothes for himself and hides them against God's will. And then the people go out to attack Ai, that small city, no walls, really no problem at all. In their own strength, they should just be able to handle that, but they are completely defeated. And in a way, as a church, too, we can feel times, too, we're up against big things, but God can help us, God can make a way. But then if we, if we lose sight, if we get lost in things of disobedience too, and we don't listen to God, and we don't obey his will for our lives, then, then we run stuck. And we can't really accomplish much for him at all. And so that's, that's the picture of living obediently before God. The third one is loving relationships, John 15, verse 12. That powerful statement, love each other as I have loved you. And even where he says, lay down your life for your friends. This is really a, a picture of, of remaining in Jesus, seeing his giving of himself for us. Now, I have an aquarium downstairs. Some of you have seen it. It has some fish in it. If you look at the aquarium, you look inside, you say, too, that, that looks fine. It's quite clean, it's a filter, everything looks pretty good. If, if you test, you have to test aquariums for pH, the pH level, right Dave? Yeah, you have to test the pH level. If it's too acid, if it's too base, then, then the fish will die. Though the aquarium looks fine really, it looks fine. I mean the water's clear, it's not smell bad, everything looks fine, but there's just the the pH is not right. And that that what what Jesus is getting at here too, in terms of, of fellowship, there can be anger or bitterness in people's hearts. There can be just within within a fellowship too, the, the love isn't really there. And so so as a church that follows Christ, we want to be like good sweet a sweet place sweet water good water where people can come and feel welcome and loved there's not resentment anger bitterness all kinds of things that that hinder a fellowship from really supporting and encouraging one another so that's the picture here to remain as as loving fellowship loving relationship loving one another it reminds me of Exodus 15. In Exodus 15, the people of God are brought out of Egypt and they come to a place called Marah. And in Exodus 15, the water is bitter. It's not sweet. And they come there and, and, and they can't drink the water. And, and too, to be as a church and people come and they just don't feel welcome and they don't feel accepted. And the water is bitter. And so so they call out to Moses. and, And Moses calls out to God. And God says, what do we do about the bitter water? And it says in Exodus 15 that Moses takes a piece of wood. I don't know how big a piece of wood it was. I'm thinking it was a pretty big piece of wood. It would have to be, I would think. And he takes a piece of wood and he throws it in the water. And the water becomes sweet. The water becomes sweet. I would suggest to you that every time you come into this fellowship and you wonder about the sweetness of the water, I, I would think this piece of wood, this piece of wood makes the water sweet. This is the piece of wood. In our fellowship, if there's any bitterness, if there's any anger, upset with each other, broken relationships, this piece of wood has to come in the center. Christ died to forgive you. You need in his grace to forgive one another, to be a place of acceptance, of working through things, of grace and permission. And that's the picture that Jesus wants to bring, loving relationships, that we have Christ at the center. So remaining in Christ is the center of our fellowship as well. And then he also calls us in verse 15 to continue to listen to him. John 15, verse 15, everything I have learned from my Father I have made known to you. And so, so we, we are challenged as we see uh, or make God's word central, as we seek to be obedient, as we seek to grow in loving relationships, that we listen attentively to what God says. And I have just a little little diagram how we can do that. So listening, listening for what God is saying in his word, so that's reading Acts together. And then listening from the outside. What, what what do you hear about Bethel in the community? What do people say about Bethel? What, what, what are we doing well? What are we not doing so well? That we listen. And by the Spirit. say so we want to be a clear and, and encouraging witness in, in our community. And then from, from among us, in the fellowship, as we listen to each other, how are we as a church? How are you feeling part of the fellowship and that we listen to each other by the Spirit and, in, in, and finally the Spirit himself in our hearts. The Spirit guiding us and directing us. Jesus says, I am making things known to you. And in John 14 and 16 he talks about how that works by the Spirit and that the Spirit keeps working in us as we listen. Listen to what Jesus would have us do. Listen with excitement, with anticipation. Finally, uh, verse 16, where Jesus speaks of prayer. That we abide in prayer. The Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Also verse 7, be faithful in prayer. And so we have that prayer. The prayer asking Jesus to help us be strong in his word. That's a good prayer. If sometimes, maybe you too, you look at the thing in terms of reading Acts, you think, I don't know if I can do that. Our prayer would be, Lord, help me. Help me to, to make that a priority and speak to me through that. Continue to make your word a priority for me. Our prayer would be that, that we would be obedient to God's will and that he would help us to live in obedience to him. Our prayer would be that the waters would be sweet in this church, and in our lives, and that God would work in us by his spirit, that we would be a, a fruitful church, a kingdom-building church, listening to his leading and responding in thanksgiving. So that's, that's the vision, remaining in Christ. For this uh, season of family visitation, the elders who make the visits, are going to come to you and, and please welcome them when they make a call and ask if you could maybe be available for a visit. Please make it a priority when they do that. And they will want to, to sit with you, and we've talked about it too, and they would want to just just read with you, even even through the rest of the fall and winter, John 15, and just reflect with you how you are in terms of word, in terms of prayer, in terms of, of relationships, and to be encouraged that way. So this, this passage from John 15 will, will also come back, and you'll have opportunity just to reflect with the uh, visiting elders in relation to this as you think about, reflect on what God is speaking to us as a church to make Christ always the very center. Let's pray together as you think about.